Hi, my name is Alex Crosby, and I'm a music director for the Barnes Jr. Intern Company. Twelfth Night, the podcast, is presented in part thanks to Bar Harbor Bank and Trust and Mount Royal Academy. In lieu of buying a ticket for this performance, we ask that those of you who are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the barn in support of our education programming. Next up in the junior intern season is our online musical, The Pirates of Penzance, which will debut Friday, August 21st. Please visit nlbarn.org slash children's theater for more information. Previously on Twelfth Night, the podcast, Duke Orsino is in love with the Countess Olivia. Oh, when mine eyes did see Olivia first, methought she purged the air of pestilence. Olivia's in too much grief to care. Good Madonna. Why mournest thou, good fool, for my brother's death? Viola and her twin brother Sebastian have been separated in a shipwreck and are forced to fend for themselves in a strange land. They each think the other has drowned. My brother, he is in Elysium. For some hour before you took me from the breach of the sea was my sister drowned. Viola disguises herself as a man named Cesario and falls in love with Orsino. Yet a barful strife. Where I will, myself would be his wife. But Orsino is in love with Olivia, while Olivia falls in love with Cesario. Time! Thou must untangle this, not I. It is too hard a knot for me to untie. Episode 2, The Fortunate Unhappy. Act 2, Scene 3, Olivia's House. Enter Sir Toby Belch and Sir Andrew. Approach, Sir Andrew. Not to be abed after midnight is to be up betimes, and Deluculo Sir Jerry thou knowest. Nay, by my troth, I know not. But I know to be up late is to be up late. A false conclusion. To be up after midnight and to go to bed then is early so that to go to bed after midnight is to go to bed betimes. Does not our life consist of the four elements? Faith, so they say, but I think it rather consists of eating and drinking. Thou art a scholar. Let us therefore eat and drink. Here comes the fool, I faith. Enter Festy. How now, my hearts? Welcome, ass. Let's have a catch. In sooth, thou was in very gracious fooling last night, when thou spokest of pigrogrammatus, of Vespians passing the ipocentrical of Quibus, t'was very good, I faith. I sent thee sixpence for thy leman. Hast it? I did, and petticoast thy gratility. Excellent. Why, this is the best fooling. When all is done, now a song. Come on, there is sixpence for you. Let's have a song. Would you have a love song or a song of good life? A love song, a love song. I, I, I care not for good life. Oh, mistress mine, where are you roaming? Oh, stay in here, your true love's coming. Sing both high and low, trip no further, pretty sweet in journeys and in lovers meeting every way.
wise man's son doth know. Excellent, good of faith. Good, good. voice as I am true knight. A contagious breath. Very sweet and contagious of faith. But shall we make the welkin dance indeed? Shall we rouse the night owl in a catch that will draw three souls out of one weaver? Shall we do that? And you love me. Let's do it. I am a dog at a catch. By your lady, sir. And some dogs will catch well. <laughs> Most certain, let our catch be, thou knave. Hold thy peace, thou knave, knight. I shall be constrained in it to call thee knave, knight. Tis not the first time I have constrained one to call me knave. Begin, fool. It begins, hold thy peace. I shall never begin if I hold my peace. Good of faith, come begin. A one, two, a skiddly diddly do. Hold thy peace, hold thy peace, and hold thy peace, hold thy peace. Hold thy peace, thou knave, I prithee. Hold thy peace, thy peace, thy peace. A hold, 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 hold thy peace. Wow, who knew such beautiful voices could right. come from such ugly people? Andrew, a little I sharp, really but that was awesome. Oh, I'm so good. Enter Mariah. What a caterwauling do you keep here? If my lady have not called up her steward Malvolio and bid him turn you out of doors, never trust me. Am I not consanguineous? Am I not of her blood? Tilly Valley lady. Beshrew me. The knight's an admirable fooling. Aye, he does well enough, if he be disposed, and so do I too. He does it with better grace, but I do it more natural. Oh, the twelfth day of December. Oh, love of God, peace. Enter Malvolio. My masters, are you mad? Or what are you? Have you no wit, manners, nor honesty, but to gabble like tinkers at this time of night? Is there no respect of place, persons, nor time in you? We did keep time, sir, and our catches. Snack up. <sighs> sir Toby, I must be round with you. My lady bade me tell you that though she harbors you as her kinsman, she is nothing allied to your disorders. If you can separate yourself and your misdemeanors, you are welcome to the house. If not, and it would please you to take leave of her. 
she is very willing to bid you farewell. Art thou any more than a steward? Dost thou think, because thou art virtuous, there shall be no more cakes and ale? Go, sir, rub your chain with crumbs. Oh, Mistress Mary, if you prized my lady's favor at anything more than contempt, you would not give means for this uncivil rule. She shall know of it by this hand. Go shake your ears. Twere as good a deed as to challenge him the field, and then to break promise with him, and make a fool of him. Do it, knight. I'll write thee a challenge, or I'll deliver thy indignation to him by word of mouth. Sweet Sir Toby, be patient for tonight. Since the youth of the councils today with thy lady, she is much out of quiet. For Monsieur Malvolio let me alone with him. If I do not gull him into a neighbor and make him a common recreation, do not think I have enough wit to lie straight in my bed. I know I can do it. What wilt thou do? I will drop in his way some obscure epistle of love. I can write very much like my lady your niece. On a forgotten matter, we can hardly make distinction of our hands. Excellent. I smell a device. I have it in my nose, too. He shall think by the letters that thou wilt drop that they come from my niece, and that she's in love with him. My purpose is indeed a horse of that color. Oh, twill be admirable. Sport royal, I warrant you. I know my physic will work with him. I will plan to you, too, and let the fool make a third where he shall find the letter. Observe his construction of it. For this night, to bed and dream on the event. Farewell. Good night, Penthesilia. Before me, she's a good wench. She's a beagle, true bred, and one that adores me. What of that? I was adored once, too. <laughs> Let's to bed, knight. Thou hadst need send for more money. If I cannot recover your niece, I am a foul way out. Send for money, knight. If I do not, never trust me. Take it how you will. Come, come. Tis too late to go to bed now. Come, knight. Come, knight. Act 2, Scene 4, Duke Orsino's Palace. Enter Duke Orsino, Viola, Curio, and attendants. Give me some music. Now, good morrow, friends. Now, good Cesario, but that piece of song, that old and antique song we heard last night, methought it did relieve my passion much. Come, but one verse. He is not here, so please, your lordship. That should sing it. Who was it? Festy the jester, my lord. A fool that the Lady Olivia's father took much delight in. He is about the house. Seek him out and play the tune the while. Come hither, boy. How dost thou like this tune? It gives a very echo to the seat where love is throned. Thou dost speak masterly. My life upon it, young though thou art, thine eye hath stayed upon some favor that it loves. Hath it not, boy? A little, by your favor. What kind of woman is it? Of your complexion. She's not worth thee, then. What years of faith? About your years, my lord. Then let thy love be younger than thyself, or thy affection cannot hold the bent. For women are as roses, whose fair flower being once displayed doth fall that very hour. And so they are, alas, that they are so, to die even when they to perfection grow. Re-enter Curio with Festi. Oh, fellow, come, the song we had last night. Are you ready, sir? 
Ah, you pretty sing. for thy pains. No pain, sir. I take pleasure in singing, sir. Give me now leave to leave thee. Now the melancholy god protect thee, and the tailor make thy doublet of changeable taffeta, for thy mind is a very opal. I would have men of such constancy put to sea, that their business might be everything, and their intent everywhere, for that's it that always makes a good voyage of nothing. Farewell. Once more, Cesario, get thee to yon same sovereign cruelty. But if she cannot love you, sir... I cannot be so answered. Soothe, but you must say that some lady, as perhaps there is, hath for your love as great a pang of heart as you have for Olivia. You cannot love her. You tell her so. Must she not then be answered? There is no woman's sides can bide the beating of so strong a passion as love doth give my heart. No woman's heart so big to hold so much. They lack retention. But mine is all as hungry as the sea and can digest as much. Make no compare between that love a woman can bear me and that I owe Olivia. Ay, but I know. What dost thou know? Too well what love women to men may owe. In faith, they are as true of heart as we. My father had a daughter loved a man, 
as it might be, perhaps, were I a woman, I should your lordship. And what's her history? A blank, my lord. She never told her love, but let concealment, like a worm i' the bud, feed on her damask cheek. She pined in thought, and with a green and yellow melancholy she sat like patience on a monument, smiling at grief. Was not this love indeed? But died thy sister of her love, my boy. I am all the daughters of my father's house, and all the brothers too, and yet I know not. Sir, shall I to this lady? Ay, that's the theme. To her in haste. Give her this jewel, say, my love can give no place by no denay. Act two, scene five, Olivia's garden. Enter Sir Toby Belch, Sir Andrew, and Fabian. Come thy ways, Signor Fabian. Nay, I'll come. If I lose a scruple of this sport, let me be boiled to death with melancholy. Wouldst thou not be glad to have the rascally sheepbiter come by some notable shame? I would exult, man. You know, he brought me out of favor with my lady about a bear baiting here. To anger him, we'll have the bear again, and we will fool him black and blue. Shall we not, Sir Andrew? And we do not. It is a pity on our lives. Here comes the little villain. Enter Mariah. Get ye all three into the box tree. Malvolio's coming down this walk. Observe him for the love of mockery, for I know this letter will make a contemplative idiot of him. Lie thou there, for here comes the trout that must be caught with tickling. Enter Malvolio. Tis but fortune. All is fortune. Mariah once told me she did affect me, and I have heard herself come thus near, that should she fancy it should be one of my complexion. <sighs> What should I think on't? Here's an overweening rogue. Oh, peace. To be Count Malvolio. There's an example for it. The lady of the strachey married the yeoman of the wardrobe. Fie on him, Jezebel. Oh, peace. Now he's deeply in. Having been three months married to her, sitting in my state. Oh, for a stone bow to hit him in the eye. Calling my officers about me in my branched velvet gown. Fire and brimstone. Oh, peace, peace. Huh? What employment have we here? Oh, and the spirit of humors intimate reading aloud to him. By my life, this is my lady's hand. These be her very C's, her U's, and her T's, and thus make she her great P's. It is, in contempt of question, her hand. Her C's, her U's, and her T's? Why that? To the unknown beloved, this and my good wishes, her very phrases, by your leave, wax. Soft, to whom should this be? This wins him, liver and all. I may command where I adore, but silence, like a Lucretian knife, with bloodless stroke my heart doth gore. M-O-A-I doth sway my life. A fustian riddle. Excellent wench, say I. M-O-A-I doth sway my life! What should that alphabetical position portend? If I could make that resemble something in me! Softly, M-O-A-I... M-Alvolio! M. Why, that begins my name! Every one of these letters are in my name! Soft, here follows prose. If this fall into thy hand, revolve. In my stars I am above thee, but be not afraid of greatness. 
Some are born great. Some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. To inure thyself to what thou art like to be, cast thy humble sloth and appear fresh. Be opposite with a kinsman, surly with servants. She thus advises thee that sighs for thee. Remember who commanded thy yellow stockings and wished to see thee ever cross-guarded, I say remember. Farewell. She that would alter services with thee, the fortunate unhappy. Daylight and champagne discovers not more. This is open. I do not now fool myself to let imagination jade me, for every reason excites to this that my lady loves me. I thank my stars. I am happy. I will be strange, stout, in yellow stockings, and cross-guarded, even with the swiftness of putting on. Joven, my stars, be praised. Here is yet a postscript. Thou canst not choose but know who I am. If thou entertainest my love, let it appear in thy smiling. Thy smiles become thee well. Therefore, in my presence, still smile, dear my sweet, I prithee. Jove, I thank thee. I will smile. I will do everything that thou wilt have me. I will not give my part of this sport for a pension of thousands. I could marry this wench for this device. So could I, too. Here comes my noble gull-catcher. Re-enter Mariah. Why, thou hast put him in such a dream, that when the image of it leaves him, he must run mad. If you will then see the fruits of the sport, mark his first approach before my lady. He will come to her in yellow stockings, and tis a color she abhors, and cross-guarded, a fashion she detests, and he will smile upon her, which will now be so unsuitable for her disposition, being addicted to a melancholy as she is, that I cannot but turn him into a notable contempt. If you will see it, follow me. To the gates of Tartar, thou most excellent devil of wit. I'll make one too. Twelfth Night, the podcast, is presented by the New London Barn Playhouse. Executive producers for the New London Barn Playhouse are Keith Coughlin, Elliot Cunningham, and Josh Fader. Producers for Twelfth Night, the podcast, are Alexandra Crosby, Brittany Sue Hines, Andrew Miller, and Desiree Zarati. Our production assistant is Abby Sweet. Our theme was composed by Alexandra Crosby. Original music by Alexandra Crosby. Our sound engineers are TJ Guffey and Alexandra Crosby. This episode of the podcast includes performances by Bailey Carmody, Mason Christensen, Katie Davis, Jonathan Glidewell, Eli Hoffer, Maya Kerr, Robin McDonald, Krish Mishra, Elizabeth Packard, Eva Rue, Izzy Sr., Aaron Smith, and Emmett Smith. Special thanks to Kathleen Mulligan and Jonathan Miller.